Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards, and you are joining me at Impact Cyber Church, man, where we are taking the gospel of the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth, and that's exactly what Jesus said to do. Right now, Impact Cyber Church is in every nation in the world. I am so incredibly thankful, by the way, to our world changers. If you are a world changer, one of the people that helps us do this, I just want to say a great big old thank you for all of the people all over the world that are hearing these messages messages are getting help. Now listen, we're coming down to the end of February here and we're wanting to, you know, we're wanting to take you on this journey of holistic success. This journey that says, this is how I can have the kind of success that doesn't destroy my life, doesn't destroy my marriage, doesn't take me away from God, but instead makes my marriage stronger. Makes my relationship with my kids stronger. Makes my relationship with God stronger. And that's what God promises. And like we've talked about in previous programs, there's a lot of people that, man, you just say the word success or the word prosperity and their head blows up. And I understand because, man, there was a bunch of greed and nonsense taught back in the 80s and 90s and probably in the, in, in the, in the early you know, 2000s that it was just nonsense. It was just, like I say, it was greed. It was foolishness. I can't even believe people bought into that. But you know something? That's not what the Bible says about prosperity. That's not what the Bible says about success. And I can't throw that away just because somebody twisted it and made it something goofy. Because God promises you a kind of success that doesn't bring sorrow. God teaches you to have a kind of success that makes your bond with Him deeper, makes your bond with Him more sure. I'm telling you something. When you, when you step into this path where you're truly trusting Him, truly following His Word, not in a legalistic way, but following and applying His Word for your success, trusting the Holy Spirit to kind of take you, break it down and, and, and show you how it needs to work in your situation. I'm telling you what, you get to where you are so grateful that God is leading you and that God has given you a way to do that your bond with Him gets stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, today I want to talk about insight for success. Now, the, the, the ancient Hebrews, they kind of had this concept that basically every person that was in sin, every person that was destroying their life, every person that couldn't get things to work, that basically it was just a lack of knowledge. And the Bible does tell you that people go into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. Now, you know, uh, when they talked about knowledge, though, they weren't just talking about just bare information. They were talking about the knowledge of God, the connecting with God, and all, all of these things that, that they see from the Word of God that we don't see because of the very poor translations that we, that we are dealing with in America and around the world today. But, uh, but uh, when it comes down to this, this, this whole thing of finding success and, and success with peace, success without trouble, you know, we've got to have insight. We've got to be able to see past the surface. And I, I'll tell you something. I, I, I don't know why I feel compelled to throw this in. But I'm going to tell you something about real success. Real success is as much about knowing which deals to pass up as it is which deals to get involved in. You know, I remember back in, uh, oh man, it was, I, I guess it was in the, uh, 
the 90s probably, there was a there was some kind of company that was going around and it was a, a multi-level marketing, which I'm not against multi-level marketing. There's some great multi-level marketing companies. But this particular company, they were selling gold. And uh, a friend of mine came and, and man, he was making some big old checks. And because of the fact that I've got a lot of insight and a lot of experience into multi-level marketing and into, into sales and marketing in general, I said, well, show me the plan and let me look at it. And so, you know, I went through the plan. So basically, I was able to identify that this was a Ponzi scheme. And, uh, you know, everything looked right on paper. Every, everything looked phenomenal. He was getting his checks. People he was bringing the business getting his checks. I said, I know it's all working now, but I'm just telling you, this is going to blow up. And at some point, people are going to lose millions of dollars because they have bought into this. And he says, well, I'm getting my checks. And I said, well, you may be getting your checks now, but you're, you're, one day... Uh, you and everybody else are going to stop getting checks and all the money you've got in this, you're, you're, you're going to lose. And uh, uh, really offended him. He, he felt like I was just being critical of what he was doing or he thought maybe I didn't want to do it because, you know, because it wasn't my deal. And, but you know something, that was just one of those deals that people around me were making you know, thousands of dollars a month extra income. And I looked at it and... Uh, was able to see something in it that he didn't see and that a lot of the people he brought in the business didn't see. Well, you know, the sad thing was many of those people were, they were in this talking about, you know, God bringing them success and God bringing them prosperity. But it was amazing. You know, they all lost, they all lost money before it was over with. But not only that, so many of the people in that business and in similar businesses, it hurt their marriages. It hurt their relationships with their friends. In other words, in other words, they sought success in a way that did damage to the other parts of their life that they valued. God never, ever, ever leads you in a way that destroys the other parts of your life that he values. He always, always, always wants to teach you how to make this journey. But see, so many times we just don't have the insight into a situation that we need. Now, I'm going to share with you today's one of the best ways for you to get insight for you and for your uh, business decisions that you're going to make and your, you know, your ministry decisions and a lot of life decisions. You know, it's really interesting that, that God uh, uh, created Adam and, and before he brought Eve into being, which Eve came out of Adam and uh, uh, there's a, a lot to be learned here. Uh, Adam had to first learn a lesson. Genesis 2.18 tells us that the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone, and I'll make a helper comparable to him. Now, <clears throat> Adam could not have realized his need if he had not first had some life experience uh, uh, about, about being alone. We don't know how long he was alone in the garden because I, I, don't, I don't know that time you know, how time w was measured when, when man was in the garden. I, I don't know. There's a lot of factors I don't know. But we know this. It wouldn't matter if it was a, 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 a week or a few years. We're not, you know, I'm not talking about thousands of years, but I'm just saying that, that uh, man was alone long enough to realize that, that this was not how he should function. Now, I find this really unique because this is one of the first times in the Bible 
where man has a need that he doesn't realize, God doesn't bring hardship upon him, God doesn't do anything cruel to him, but interestingly, God does not force a decision upon him. God lets us come to the discovery sometimes of our needs, and then we will turn to him, ask and trust him, and he will fulfill that need in a way that always brings and expands our capacity for life. So it's interesting, the Hebrew word for good, anytime you see the word good in the English Old Testament, it's not always this way, but uh, it's, always, it's pretty much always going to have the concept of being harmonious. You know, like when God created the world, he would do this, he'd say, it was good. In other words, it was in harmony. It was in harmony with what he said. It was in harmony with what he believed. It was in within harmony of, of who he was. It was in harmony with his, uh, uh, of his desire for man. And so Adam had this experience where he realized that when we are alone, we can get out of harmony. We, we can get out of harmony with God. We can get out of harmony with ourselves. We can get out of harmony with the world around him. And it's really interesting that he said specifically that it gets you out of harmony to be alone. Now, every time in the Old Testament, some of you you see me do this before, I will look up the word in the Old Testament. And when you look up a word in the Old Testament, if you're, if you're using a good concordance, good Hebrew concordance, you can come up with a basic understanding of, of that word. You know, alone means what it means. It means being alone. It means there's not anybody else there. But uh, one of the ways we have to interpret uh, Hebrew words is you go back to the root word, which is nearly always three letters, and you find the individual meanings of all of those letters. And by the way, if you're ever interested in taking that Hebrew course, it will be available uh, very soon uh, at uh, impactministries.com. And I'm telling you, 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 you will learn how to do Hebrew translation in one day. That is probably going to be better than what most people with a graduate degree have. But the, the word alone is, the, the root word is spelled, first letter is bet. Now the, the letter bet has to do with, with the heart. And so, so you're realizing that there is an effect on the heart that is not healthy when, when man is alone. And, you know, part of uh, God bringing a spouse to Adam, besides the fact that it socially met this need and met this need, what I call the horizontal plane, it also modeled to him what his connection to God needed to look like because husband and wife is the main picture that we have of understanding how to walk with God and be intimate with God. So, so the first letter, bet, has to, do, has to do with the heart. Second letter is the letter Dalit. Now the word, the letter Dalit has to do with a portal or a gateway to knowledge. In other words, uh, it, it opens the door to knowledge that, uh, that, is, uh, uh, that is in another realm. And so really we understand that this, is, that this opens the door to, uh, of our heart to knowledge that is beyond what we have the natural ability to learn. Now it's interesting because there's two knowledge there which, which speaks somewhat of sharing information. You know, it's, a, it's a give and a take, a, give, a sharing, like, like two people that are talking together and visiting with each other, not just, not just one person being taught something, but it's being taught in a way that you, 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 know, you have understanding. You get questions answered and this sort of thing.
So the idea here is, is that when, when man is alone, that he loses this capacity in his heart to, to cross over into this other realm and actually get the knowledge that he needs to function effectively in life. So one of the, one of the ways to, to learn, and, and of course in any situation, is to observe what's going on in our world around us, observe what's happening in our life. And uh, sadly, because we don't know how loving God is, we don't trust him. We've never heard of the covenant of peace. We've never heard of the gospel of peace. And so most people can't even admit what's going wrong in their life. If you're from the word of faith movement, then that's a bad confession and you're not supposed to ever admit that anything's going wrong. You know, if you're from a a legalistic background, you're not going to admit anything's going wrong because you're afraid God might find out if you say it out loud and then he's going to hurt you. I mean, it's just crazy that, we, that we're not honest with God. Therefore, God can never become our teacher. God can, God can never become the one who is whispering into our heart and showing us how to function and how to come out of a situation, how to win and save our families and prosper and succeed, all of those kinds of things. So, so one of the ways is we have to learn to consider or to be an observer of our environment. You know, uh, Haggai uh, 1.5 says this. I, I've, you know, I've shared this with a lot of people and a lot of people get mad because I'm not beating people up and I'm never saying that God is causing the hardship in their life. But, you know, the hardship in our life is pretty much caused by our choices. And we make our choices based on our beliefs. But Haggai says this, consider your ways. You sow much, you bring in little. You eat, but you just don't have enough. You drink, but you never, you're never filled. You clothe yourself, but, but you're not warm. And you earn wages, and you put them in bags, and there's, there's holes in the bags, and you, you still lose. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now, the word ways, there's a lot of ways to look at this word, but basically this represents the idea of a road that you're traveling, a course of life, uh, a mode of action. It's, 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 uh, it's really speaking of the path that, that, you're, that you're taking. And so when we don't consider our ways, we don't consider the path that we're walking, then how do we... How do we resolve the fact that, okay, I'm not succeeding the way the Bible says I can. You know, so many people lose confidence in God because they see these promises of God. They can't get them to work in their life. So eventually at some point they blame God. It's like, God, you gave me all these promises. I'm believing these promises and it ain't working. But the problem, the problem is you're believing these promises, but you may not be walking the path that God's word tells you how to walk and that God's spirit will lead you into so that, you get in the pathway of life where there's no death, there's no loss, there's no destruction, there's no pain, there's no suffering. That's where you want to get to. You want to walk down a path that is not filled with pain, suffering, and hardship. You want to walk this path of life where there is no death. There's only life. And all along that path, you have a serendipitous experience of continually finding exactly what God promised to you without any, without any uh, you know, great effort behind it. Well, one of the reasons we don't always see and consider the world around us and, and, and the path that we're walking is because we don't have anybody giving us objective input. 
Man, you go back, you know, I, I'm, I'm a musician before I got saved. You know, I was a professional musician. I played for a living. And, and so, you know, I love watching these documentaries about, you know, some of the great, particularly guitarists, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton and, and all of these guys and all these bands, you know, that made it big in the 60s. I, I, I just really enjoy discovering what happened to these people. But what you really find is with movie stars, wealthy people, you know, musicians, what you usually find is that, you know, the, the, all the ones that ended up completely penniless, bankrupt, uh, drug addicts, you know, um, AIDS and all of these other things that, the, that ended up destroying their lives, is, is you realize that they became so self-important now, were they important? Yeah, they were, they were successful. Were they, were they successful? Yes. Did they have a great following? Yes. But you know what? It's amazing. None of that makes you any smarter. You know, it amazes me today when, you know, when a political figures will pull in an actor, you know, for example, I'm not being critical of this particular actor or actress. I'm thinking more about the political people that, that did it. But, but you know, they'll, they'll pull in someone who has played a war hero in a movie and want them to come in and testify before Congress about something about that war that they only played that part in a movie. And you're thinking, what? This is not even real. What are you talking about? And you see all of these actors and actresses and, and, and rock and roll stars and suddenly they're speaking on human rights and they're speaking on, on war and peace and all these kinds of things. And you're thinking, you're not, you're not that important. You have no life experience. You know, being a rock and roll star, being a movie star, none of that makes you that important. But what happens is, as we become self-engrandized, as we become so important to ourselves, then we stop listening to other people. We stop thinking that other people have anything to say to us. And I'll tell you what, you go back and you, almost any documentary that you look at somebody who was wealthy, rich, famous, and their life ended in disaster, one of the things that you'll almost hear said in that documentary was they were surrounded by people that nobody would tell them the truth. And so the amazing thing is we do that in our own families. And men are, seem to be worse about it than women. I don't have a statistic to prove that, but I just know in my counseling room, men come in with chauvinistic twistings of their interpretation of the Bible, uh, pulling things out that the Bible never said. Religion said it, preachers said it, churches said it, but God never said it. And twisting it around to somehow make man the emperor supreme of the family. And that is just absolutely not the truth. So we become so self-engrandized that our word is the only word that really matters. So we can't get insight because we don't have another set of eyes looking at whatever situation that we're looking at. And we make bad decisions and end up mess. You know, in, a, in Genesis where I was reading... You know, God, God did something really cool. He says, verse 19, where we're reading before, it says, Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. You know, I find this so amazing that this is the way 
that God helped Adam realize, you know, that kind of emptiness that you feel inside that, you know, that thing that's missing in your life. I want to show you what's missing and give you the opportunity to, to make the choice as to whether or not you want me to bring this into your life. So this thing, and so this, this thing about being alone, by the way, let me, let me say this. So, so well, let me say, first of all, Adam had to be willing to let God bring a woman into the situation. And he had to understand that a helpmate, and we're going to look at these words in just a minute, was not just another person to physically be here so that I could take care of my sex needs and have somebody to talk to. No, this was about somebody coming into your life that is going to have dimensions of understanding and perception about the world that you're in that you just do not have. Someone that you need their input, even though you may consider yourself, you know, you're stronger physically or you're or more intellectual or whatever, you still need this. Being alone is not just about, uh, uh, you know, being without a person. It's being without a person that can speak into your life, being without a person that can bring you into perspective. So, so this is like, so this is someone that you've got to value. You've got to respect. You've got to trust. Now I hear a lot of husbands and wives sometimes they talk about how they have no value and no respect for their wife, husband, whatever. They don't make good decisions. Well, you know what? Uh, sometimes that's just your perspective. And sometimes they don't make good decisions because you never let them make decisions. You close them out. You shut them down before they have any opportunity to give any kind of meaning. You know something? Our spouse, husband or wife, even though the scripture is talking here about creating a woman for the man because the man was created first, and that's the only reason. But still, there is no superiority or more, more, va more value for a man than there is for a woman or there is for a woman than there is for a man. Basically, this is someone that we listen to. This is someone that we, we join together with to, be, to become a, a team so that we can get insight and perspective into life. Now, it's also someone you could say to help protect us. You know, the word, the word help meet, and if you read this in some translations, it'll be a, a helper that's comparable. The word help meet comes from the word alzar. And uh, it's really interesting because this means, this literally means uh, this helper is someone who surrounds you and protects you. Now, when you look this up in the, in, with the individual Hebrew letters and the meanings of those Hebrew letters, you have the letter A-N, which has to do with perspective. Uh, the letter A-N is like a picture of eyes, which, which, which is talking about having an insight. I want, I want to tell you. When two people think just alike and two people have the exact same opinion about everything, you don't need one of them. And so somebody that's going to be valuable in your life is going to be somebody that is going to bring a perspective that you don't have. Now, the problem is you're always going to want your perspective to be the one that's considered right. So you're just going to demand that your way of seeing is the way that it is. And it's so easy for a husband or wife not to allow uh, or accept their spouse's perspective and consider it. And ponder. Remember the scripture we're talking about? Consider your ways. Things ain't working out? Consider your ways. Consider the path that you're on. And one of the ways of considering is by getting input from somebody else. The, the second letter in, the, in, the, in this word helper is the word zayin, which is like a, it's just like a word picture of a sword. And it's talking about somebody providing protection 
for you. You know, you know, I've heard a lot of dominating men or women just say, you never have my back. You know something, you can't have the back of somebody that's not open to you. Somebody that's not listening. Somebody that's not sharing information with you. But the last word in helper is the word resh, which is like, it's like, it's like a curved uh, uh, hook on a cane. And resh has to do with changing your direction. It has to do with repentance. And so part of the, part of the way your, your spouse becomes your helper is, is they have a perspective that you don't have. And part of the way they protect you is by helping you change your perspective or change you with another direction. Like I said, the next word will be help meet or help comparable. That comes from the word nagad. At Nagad, rather. And, and this has to do with the stand boldly and, and uh, uh, to, 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 you know, to be present and to, to predict and to explain this sort of thing. Well, interestingly, this word about being comparable, the first letter comes from the letter noon, which has to do with the tent peg. And it also represents the number six, which is the letter for man. And it's almost like that other person helps keep you human, but also helps keep you, helps, helps keep your feet on the ground because the tent peg anchors things. The second letter is the gimel, which is the picture of the camel that's rushing to you with refreshment and, and loving kindness and, and, and passion and understanding. Well, well, so you, you want somebody that's going to refresh you. Now, let me tell you, if your spouse doesn't refresh you, maybe you never refresh them. If your spouse doesn't run to you to help you when you're down, the question you really have to ask is, do you really go to them, help them when they're down? Are you all a team? Are you sharing? Are you on the same page? Are you, you know, are you both open to each other and getting this perspective? And then, of course, the last letter in this is the Dalit, which is that portal that takes you to a whole new dimension of, of, of information. Now, listen, here's the thing. When you allow your spouse to share their perspective, and let me say this, even if you don't agree, don't say that you don't agree. You know, if you're, if you're a true businessman, if you're as smart as you think you are, you realize that in brainstorming sessions, you never tell somebody an idea is bad. You just listen to every idea, good, bad, doesn't matter. Because the minute you start saying an idea is bad, people shut down and they stop giving you input. So you know what? The first idea may not be good. But the second or the third one might be good. But more than anything, you want to create an environment. If you're the one that's kind of leading the pack, you want to create an environment where it is safe and valuable and meaningful for people to give their input. And then you're going to go take it all away instead of just deciding, no, I see it this way, so I'm not going to look at this. No, you go away and you and God look at this from that perspective. And I got news for you. My wife has saved my hide more times than you can ever imagine because her perspective is totally different than mine. That don't mean I liked it when I heard it. That don't mean I wanted to do it. It doesn't mean I just immediately surrendered to it. It means that I had to get along with God and start looking at this situation through her eyes and realizing that she was seeing something that I did not have the capability of seeing and I needed a whole nother set of eyes on it. Listen, I'm telling you what. Uh, people around me uh, save my hide more than you can imagine just because they give me input and I go think about it, even though I might disagree initially. Listen, God wants you to have an incredible success. He wants you to have a holistic success that keeps you stable, that keeps you walking with Him, that keeps your family whole and healthy, that doesn't destroy your health. And that's what I want to help you have. Don't forget, 
Wired for Success, get the book. And you know something, if you're really wanting to go beyond just being a believer and you're wanting to step into the role of a disciple, then I invite you to check out Ultimate Impact. Uh, you have time to get in right now, just before we close the doors, to our mentoring program on how to stop the pain. I'll tell you something, you get the pain out of your life and you get the past hurts out of your life, you're going to discover that the way you look at the world and the way you make decisions is going to change radically. So be sure and check out Ultimate Impact and decide if this is, if this is a journey that you're ready to make. And you know something? If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure and like this. Be sure and put comments and questions and we'll participate. We'll help other people get involved in this. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.